0: It's a farm Friday. Let's talk New York Mets. You are Locked On MLB Prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Yes, welcome on in to Locked On MLB Prospects, your home for all things minor league baseball. I'm your host, Lindsay Crosby. Baseball writer for Sports Illustrated. Thank you for making this your first listen every single day. And today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online is where the game starts. It's Farm Friday. We're talking about the New York Mets. We're starting off in single A with Port St. Lucie, Florida, and the St. Lucie Mets. Ton of pitchers here, you know, and that's really the highlight. Of the single-A team. Quick disclaimer before we get too deep in here. I am not counting the 2022 draftees in this. Simply because so many of them haven't even signed yet. Uh, we don't have assignments for them yet. We don't know exactly where they're going to slot in. So not counting them yet. Um, what of the highlights. What are the guys we do want to count though. 2021 second rounder. Right-hand pitcher Calvin Ziegler. So actually from Canada. But... Noticed during the pandemic that there was issues with COVID restrictions, and so went to a Florida charter school and then a travel team in Ohio to play to be seen by scouts. Signed a below-slot deal in the second round, and some of the money was saved for Kumar Rocker, who ended up not signing. But just really interesting pitcher as far as... Huge arm, right? So it was fastball was featuring, you know, it was topping at 97, was sitting consistently around 95 or so. Uh, a lot of arm side run to the fastball. Had a curveball that looked like it could be plus. um, And then change up that had, had some good sink and tail to it when it was on, but it just wasn't always on. Uh, the big thing there was he just didn't throw a lot. He had visa issues, took him a while to actually get in. Uh, and so he's only had 10 appearances since he was dra- uh yeah, since he was drafted. 3.57 ERA, 36 innings, 57 strikeouts to 21 walks. So uh, a lot we still don't know about Calvin Ziegler. Obviously, two plus, pit- you know, two above average to plus pitches in the fastball and the curveball, a lot of potential. He just needs more uh more chances to pitch. Another guy who needs more chances to pitch, right-hand pitcher Joel Diaz. So Uh, 2020 IFA absolutely broke out in the DSL, had an ERA under one, you know, at 17 years old, uh, fastball velocity jumped up from, from high eighties to low to mid nineties. And I mean, just one of the lowest ERAs by a pitcher in the DSL in like a decade, decade and a half. I mean, phenomenal performance. They brought him stateside. He's in low A St. Lucie right now conventional stats aren't great small sample size of 25 innings he's got 22 strikeouts to 12 walks era is 777 but something where he's got three pitches good velocity uh six two two hundred is where he's at right now so the ability to add a little bit of of more strength to his frame um like i said fastball sits low to mid 90s go along with that uh, he's got a changeup. it's Above average to plus. It's got a lot of like late fading life to it. Um, has a curveball. High 70s. He'll try it out at times. It's one of those like second time through. He'll pull it out. If it doesn't work, he'll drop it and go back to just a fastball change. So, uh, absolute lottery ticket at this point. A lot of different outcomes that you could get from Joel Diaz. Uh, but, very good pitcher. A lot of raw tools there. And just a lot of potential. Another guy. That's pretty much all potential right now because of injuries. Right hand pitcher Jordani Ventura, 2018 IFA out of the Dominican. Uh, And it was something he had, you know, was another one of those like breakout guys. Um, 2019 was in rookie ball back when that was a thing. Obviously uh, lost the 2020 season, but was at the alternate site. Looked good in spring training last year, had to have TJ. So um, just starting to come back. A guy that. I mean, was well, sitting low 90s. They think he can throw faster. Uh, he's got a good curveball. He's got a changeup that blends well with the fastball. Somebody who we're excited to see as he recovers from TJ, what he looks like in Giordani Ventura. If you go to high A to the Brooklyn Cyclones, we get a, we're going to have a position player. The lower, the lower minors are full of great pitchers and great pitching prospects. But Alex Ramirez, number three prospect in the system, outfielder Alex Ramirez, it's a guy I feel like kind of gets lost in all of the conversations about Mets prospects. You know, we talk about Alvarez and Vientos and Beatty and Mauricio, and we kind of leave out Alex Ramirez. But number three prospect in the system. Um, and I mean, just got 300 at-bats as an 18-year-old last year. So same class as Jason Dominguez and guys like that. He's got more game experience than all of the rest of them. Uh, it's something where I think he's going to profile. He's going to end up being a right fielder. Um, you know, he's got a plus arm. Average runner, he could probably stick in center. I think he profiles better in right, though. And it's something where plenty of power. I mean, 55, 60 grade power. But the thing here is he's only going to go as far as the hit tool will take him. Power is not useful if you can't connect. I think the power's going to cap out at above average to plus somewhere in there, depending on how much additional strength he adds. But, um, and 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 when he makes contact with the ball, it's quality contact. He hits the ball hard. He makes contact in the zone. But, I mean, he's 18, 19 years old. He also chases quite a bit um, and and just struggles sometimes with plate discipline, especially when he gets to two strikes. I think that he's got upside. I think he can end up being close to an average hitter. But the ceiling for Alex Ramirez is definitely going to depend on what does his bat end up at? What does his hit tool end up at? Because again, all the power in the world, if you can't make contact, it doesn't matter. He's doing well right now, 284, 356, 448. Eight home runs, 19 stolen bases, and 335 at-bats. Reminder, in A-ball, stolen bases aren't always indicative of a true level of talent simply because some of these guys don't have great pickoff moves plus the limitations on pickoff moves. After Ramirez, quite a few top fifteen, top twenty pitchers. Right hand pitcher Matt Allen, uh, right hand pitcher Dominic Hamill. right hand pitcher Mike Vazel. bunch of bunch of recent guys. So Allen was a 2019 uh, third rounder out of high school, top high school pitcher in the draft, but he fell to the fell to the third round. Um, he went to the alternate site. Also had Tommy John last spring, just like Ventura did and so he's still working his way back from that. I feel good about you know I feel good about what we've seen although we've only seen like 10 in, like 10 innings in professional baseball. Um going to need some time, but before like before the surgery, forcing fastball, mid 90s, really good curveball, probably the best one in that 2019 draft. Um you know, change up, got, got better at that with the alternate site. But it's just one of like three pitches that could be plus. You're looking at a number two pitcher if it works out, but coming back from a TJ. So we just, the goal in 2022 is to get healthy and to throw competitive innings again. And then 2023 is we're going to go back to development and see what we can end up as if we're Matt Allen. Um, Dominic Hamill and Mike Vassal, both 2021 guys. Uh, Hamill was a second rounder out of Dallas Baptist. Vasil was an eighth rounder out of UBA. Uh, and both of them have some traits that you like, right? So Vasil, uh very much a fastball slider guy. I'm sorry, uh Hamill, very much a fastball slider guy. And he's just kind of missing that third pitch, right? So um, you know, he's 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 got a fringy curveball, he's got a below average changeup. Neither one of them's that special. And so right now he's kind of locked into these two. The fastball is can hit 95, tons of spin, vertical break to it. One of the better fastballs in the draft last year. Uh, the slider, I think it can be plus. It's low 80s. It's a little slower than most um, than most sliders are as compared to the fastball, but a lot of high spin to it. And so those two pitches, he's just got to figure out change-up or curveball. Curveball is mid-70s. Um, it's probably French to average. Change-up is below average. So figure out that third thing. And the reason you need to figure out that third thing is because he's got great traits. I mean, those those first two pitches, the fastball and the slider, are really good. And then you combine those with he can throw strikes, he's got he's got decent control, uh, and then that pitchability. He understands baseball, he understands hitters and how to sequence these guys. And so if you can just kind of do a little bit of work on cleaning up that uh that third pitch, whatever that second that that second, secondary, hard to say. Whatever that third pitch is going to be, you have a guy who could be a number four, number five for you. Um, Mike Vazil's similar situation. Number four, number five, long relief roll. His is a little bit different. He's got four pitches. They're all average to above average. Uh, He's that guy where nothing's quite outstanding. So he could be a number four, number five for you as well. But it's just nothing really, nothing really screams like this is my out pitch. Um, fastball sits low nineties with some run. It's a four seamer sliders, mid 80. It's like a power slider, um, curveball, upper seventies, change up mid eighties. Both of them are kind of average. I think the, I think the, the slider could possibly be a plus pitch, but like they're all, they're all average to above average. And so, uh, depending on how he does, I mean, absolutely a four or five starter or a guy like a bulk reliever kind of guy, your long man out of the pen, something like that just a minute, I want to get to the AA Binghampton Ramble, Rumble Ponies. It's the best names in this system. It really is. But first, today's episode is brought to you by our friends at LinkedIn Talent Solutions. As you gear up for fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. And LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond. To the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. And that's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus the leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the, the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know that nearly every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? So go to where they are. Post your job for free at linkedin.com/slash lockedonmlb. That's linkedin.com/slash lockedonmlb to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. Okay, double A, being Rumble Ponies. Before we get to that, I want to thank you for making Locked On MLB Prospects your first listen every single day. The MLB trade deadline is August second, next Tuesday. We will have all of the breakdowns. Um, Locked On MLB will obviously be going live. We have a live show scheduled for, for Tuesday night. I'll be on there as well. We'll be delivering rapid reactions to any move that's made. And then Locked On MLB Prospects will be doing a trade recap show to go over all of the guys that moved from the prospect side of it and what they can expect in their new organizations and what those new organizations are getting. So subscribe to Locked On MLB Prospects, wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube to get notified when each new episode comes out. So the double-A Binghampton Rumble Ponies. Uh, this name was picked, I, I looked. This name was picked via contest, by the way. But it's a reference, I believe it's a reference to um, some of the stuff on the the, the the boardwalk and the rides and things like that. But anyway, um, so a couple big prospects here. Third baseman, Britt Beatty. A 2019 first rounder out of high school. Uh, one of the better hitters in high school hitters in that draft but he was 20 he was turning 20 that year so he fell down to 12 um kind of an iffy start he showed a lot of raw power in 2019 after the draft struck out quite a bit went to the alternate site looked good did really well in 2021 and made it all the way to double a so right now 299 at bats 301 394 498 13 home runs and the story here is above average to plus power, and I think even better contact. So it's something where it feels like it's a mentality thing. He's, I mean, he's got double plus raw power in like batting practice, but he's not afraid to work a count, not afraid to kind of settle for just solid hard contact, not swinging for the fences, looking to hit a double, hit it into the gap. Um, and so I think he can hit for a high average and I think he's going to have above average to plus on base. He, right now he's at 394 in AA. Um as a he'll turn 23 this year. So as a 22 year old in AA. Um but you know, something that he hit a lot of ground balls last year, I think that's something that's going to kind of naturally correct. Uh and as he kind of continues to develop, he's going to become more of a power hitter. But um with that work, you saw him defensively uh, at third base, getting better at third base, has a good arm, very strong, very accurate, has that thing that a lot of the good shortstops have where he can throw from any platform, from any position uh, to make the throws to first. They've tried him a little bit in the outfield. There's, uh, there's some disagreement whether or not he would be a left fielder or not, uh, but either way. Uh, definitely profiles at worst as a first division regular. I think he's a guy that could be an impact player, contend for all-star games if it all breaks right. Lot to like there. The next guy in the prospect rankings is Ronnie Mauricio, and I'm going to come back to him in just a second. Uh, the number nine pitcher in this system is here in AA, Jose Butto. So 2017 IFA. Uh, it's a guy that I think he can be a number five I think, yeah, I think he could be a number five, number four, number five for you. He uh, has three pitches. So, fastball change. Uh, the, great, the thing that I like about these two, and the changeup's a really good changeup. He throws them from the same slot. They kind of tunnel together. Uh, think about what you watch on Pitching Ninja. Like, that's what his fastball changeup look like. It's the, the, like the overlay. They're at the same point halfway to the plate, and then they go different directions at different speeds. So... Uh, with those two, I mean, he gets tons of like swinging strikes. You just miss uh, four seamer sits ninety four. So um, again, the changeup's really good. I think that like the curve as it is right now, I like it being a twelve to six because I feel like that helps you with um, with lefties and righties both because he kind of struggles against righties right now. Um, but the curve is kind of fringy; doesn't have a lot of depth to it. And the way that he throws it, it kind of profiles off the hand. You can see that it's a curveball right away. So it doesn't tunnel in with that fastball change. Um, if he if he loses the, the feel for the changeup, that's when you start having some trouble. Uh, but I see him as a guy that can be a number four, number five, work on that curveball a bit to have that reliable third pitch. Again, the fastball changeup combo is a really good combo. If for some reason that curveball doesn't come around any better than what it is, Uh, He can be a quality middle to high leverage reliever. So, like the potential there. Ronnie Mauricio is somebody that not every single scout is sold on. Number five prospect in the system, shortstop, uh, 6'3", 166, 2017 IFA. And there's pros and there's cons, right? So, look at, like, offensively, really good power for a shortstop. I mean, he hit. I think he hit. Nine, he hit twenty home runs last year. Nineteen of them were in High A Brooklyn, which is not an easy place to hit home runs. Um, but also has about an average under. I'm sorry, uh, on base percentage under 300. So, you know, great power, way too aggressive. Um, he will. He will chase out of the zone. Um, he. I mean. Yeah, he will he will chase out of the zone. He will swing and miss. Uh, not inc- you know not incredibly patient. Likes to go after the ball. Now, when he makes contact, again, it's quality contact, but really aggressive. And what doesn't help, and we've talked about this on the show before, is he's got he's really tall with those long levers, and so it's hard to speed up the swing. I think it's something where he needs to get the motion a little shorter into the zone, so that he can he can better. Um stay on top of of breaking pitches, not swing and miss as much. Um defensively He can probably stick it short. He's he doesn't run incredibly well. Um, but he's got he he's he has all of the reads and reactions and routes that you need to be a good shortstop. If he does have to move um, he could move to third base. He could move to right field. He's got the arm for right field, uh, you know, plus arm, I'd probably give it a 60 grade having watched it a couple times. Um, so good defender, powerful hitter, doesn't make a lot of contact, doesn't walk. And so he's not going to be in the top one or two or three of your lineup because the on-base ability is low, but he's going to be in your lineup because he's a good defender that can hit for power. Um, it's a guy that I'm curious to see what they do with him uh, next year. Obviously, Francisco is kind of locked into your shortstop job. And so curious what happens. I, I think he may possibly be a candidate for a trade. If the Mets go out to make some trades, he might be a guy that's moved. So if you're listening to this on Sunday or Monday or Tuesday, he may not even be on this team anymore. Uh, but interesting prospect, lots of loud tools, but. Kind of a glaring weakness there, as far as the the hitting, the contact and on base ability that we have to fix if we want him to be an everyday regular. Uh, in just a minute, I want to get to the AAA Syracuse Mets. A uh, couple top prospects here, including the you know the Red Hot Francisco Alvarez. But first, today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Bet BetOnline. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your betting needs. You can get all your favorite sports and events at the number one source for odds, lines, and games. They've got reviews and news of every league, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, eSports, golf, and obviously Major League Baseball. And they're the best online resource for all of your sports-wagered information, not just just lines and individual games, live in-game betting, scores. They even have special props. There's a prop out right now as of Thursday night at 9.30 Eastern. The San Diego Padres are the favorite to land Juan Soto, according to Bet Online, at plus 200. The Cardinals, plus 250. The Dodgers, plus 325. And these New York Mets, fourth best odds, at plus 500. So head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening right now because BetOnline Online is where the game starts. Okay, Triple A Syracuse Mets. You've wanted to hear about him. He's here. Francisco Alvarez, the catcher. 2018 IFA. At the time, it was a record $2.7 million. Um, They knew he was good. They paid him a lot of money. I don't think any of us thought he was this good. He was 17 years old in rookie ball in 2019. 916 OPS. Went to the alternate site in 2020. Killed it there. 2021 uh, in at 19 years old and full season ball had a 941 OPS hit 24 home runs in just under 100 games um, went to instructs in the fall went to the Dominican in November looked fantastic so one of the more exciting offensive prospects in baseball and just happens to play a premium defensive position to boot where he's a good not great but good defender so like At the plate, Um, plus hitter, like far as hitting for average, and for power. Uh, Really good natural timing, really good at picking up on on velocity changes, catching up to extreme velocity, recognizing spin out of the hand and putting the bat in a position to get it. Um, When he's putting a power swing on, really good at transferring the weight, getting the whole kinetic chain to come into it. Uh, Likes to go to right center with it quite a bit. Uh, but somebody who I think is going to hit for um, a high batting average and a lot of power. Defensively, uh, he is actively working to get better. I think he's going to settle at average, maybe above average. They moved part of the reason he was promoted so quickly out of Low A St. Lucie was they had to get him away from the automated ball strikes last year. Get him behind or get him in front of a human umpire that he has to work on framing. He has to work on presentation. Uh, still needs to do a little bit more work when it comes to presenting um, where the pitch came in to try to steal a strike here and there. But uh, he's got he's got good arm strength. It doesn't show up in games completely because he still needs to work out some of the extra extra movements in his throwing motion. So it's a little bit of an inefficient, wasteful throwing motion. So it probably plays down from plus to above average, maybe average. Got like 23% of base stealers last year, so right there around average for MLB. Um, getting better at blocking. Uh, the The big note on the scouting report at the end of last season was that he he uses his hands more than his body. He's gotten better at that this year, dropping down to his legs, letting the ball hit come into his chest versus trying to you know or come into his to his leg versus trying to just use the hand to stab it while he stays up. He's gotten better at some of that, and it's something where the Mets expect him to continue to get better. Um, I think the, the, the upside is absolutely, I mean, the sky is the limit with Francisco Alvarez. There's been a lot of calls to bring him up now, let him go ahead and, and DH at the major league level. I'm not 100% sold on the concept of letting him DH now, simply because if you call him up, I want him playing every day. One of the appeals of being at AAA is he is catching almost every single day. He's getting those reps with uh, handling a pitching staff, helping a guy get out of a jam, figuring out what to do if the guy doesn't have his his best pitch. He's getting all those reps. And if you call him up to DH three or four times a week and catch once or twice, he's not getting a chance to develop. But you're also in the middle of a pennant chase and you can't afford you're trying to win the division, you can't afford to let him learn on the job. So I understand if they keep him in the minors right now, despite the fact he has a 519 slug in AAA, 19 home runs and 290 at bats. So um, when he comes up, he would be one of the youngest catchers in, you know, in big leagues. But I think it's just, he's one of those prospects that is ready from a younger age. The comp, as far as being advanced for his age, is like a Juan Soto or a Wander Franco. Being younger for their age and for the level, but being ready to come up and contribute at a high level. That's where Francisco Alvarez is. Again, I want him to get more reps defensively and game-calling-wise, but absolutely could contribute if you needed him right now. Uh, another guy that I think could contribute, and is probably somebody that they're thinking about, Uh, Third baseman Mark Vientos, 2017 second rounder out of high school. Massive raw power. Will absolutely crush a ball. Uh, Bats average. I think it said something where, uh, you know, last year he he struggled a little bit, especially early, with breaking pitches from a righty. Got better at that. The last, I think, 60 games, the OPS was over 1,000. So he improved a bit last year. Uh, Is good at handling elite velocity. Is good at, you know, is getting better, again, better at recognizing spin. Can handle the velocity changes. You can crush a fastball or a changeup. So, um, get him to do, get a little more work in on, on breaking pitches, elite level spin. But somebody who can contribute for you. He was originally a shortstop. He's moved to third base. He's got the arm for it. Um. There's a thought that he may have to move to first base because he doesn't, he doesn't run very well at all. Um, he's tried to focus on his conditioning and his speed a little bit. I think he's gotten a little bit better. He's played a little bit of the outfield. Again, some folks question whether or not it's going to stick. So, could be a third baseman, could be a first baseman. Obviously, you've got, um, you've got Beatty, you've got... <laughs> You know, you've got guys playing first base named Pete Alonzo at the big league level. So kind of a question of where is he going to fit? But um, somebody who very competitive goes out there uh, also has over 500 slug right now. 18 home runs and like 260 at-bats. So corner infielder, let's say that. Corner infielder who I think you give him another season you know, or the rest of this season, he'll be ready to go next year. Another guy that is going to go as far as the hit tool takes him. He's getting much better at it. I feel confident Mark Vientos is going to, is going to work that out. A uh, couple other guys here, 12 and 13 prospects in the system. Nick Plummer and Khalil Lee. Both of them are outfielders. Both of them were drafted in the mid-2010s. Uh, 2015 for Plummer, 2016 for Lee. Uh, both of them I kind of feel like are probably fourth outfielder types. Um I know Lee's played a little bit. So it's just kind of a question. I mean, Plummer was a like Lee was drafted by the Royals. He came to the Mets in the three-way deal that took Benatendi from the Red Sox to the Royals and then he just moved to the Yankees. Um but that's how Lee uh Plummer got to the Mets system. I'm sorry, that's how Lee got to the Mets system and then Plummer was a was a free agent. Both of them I kind of see as at best a corner outfield but probably fourth outfielders lee i think has more potential than plummer does um lee's got a plus arm he's got good speed he's just way too passive at the plate um i mean he he absolutely he has one of the lowest um yeah he he, he absolutely has one of like the lowest aggressiveness marks in all of baseball i think he swung at like 37% of pitches last year i mean you got to take the bat off your shoulder at some point in time. When he swings, he does well. Uh, I mean, I mean, OPS was nine fifty one last year. He's a good hitter. He just has to take the bat off his shoulder. And so, right now, struggling at the, in the minor league level this year, two hundred five. He got called up briefly and hit under two hundred. So, um, again, not quite sure. More of a solid floor of a fourth outfielder kind of guy. But either way, two guys that will eventually be able to contribute at a level for these Mets. Um, Stay tuned next week. Again, trade deadlines on Tuesday. We're going to have your mailbag on Monday. We're going to have um, Tuesday's show probably previewing the trade deadline. Wednesday's show recapping what happened, who moved. Maybe we'll have a Juan Soto trade. Who knows? It's going to be an interesting weekend as we approach the trade deadline. But until we talk on Monday, this has been Locked on MLB Prospect.